So the communist Chinese dictatorship murdered more people than any other government in all of human history, now basically runs the United Nations. It's like a wholly owned subsidiary of the Communist Party of China. And that has incredibly important implications for you and for your country. And once again, the deep state is pulling the strings behind the scenes. Stay tuned. So we, we've talked several times on this show before about the crucial role of the mass murdering dictatorship in communist China in terms of uh, running ultimately the new world order. I mean, the, the communist Chinese government is going to play a star role in this whole fiasco of a drama. And uh, one of the main ways that they're projecting their power right now is through the United Nations. Um, and this is not a secret anymore, right? I mean, we, everybody knows now about the World Health Organization and uh, Dr. Tedros basically being uh, attack poodles for communist China. But the problem goes so much deeper. And I want to go through some of the UN agencies and organizations that are under the control of communist China just to give you a sense of this. And uh, then before we go, I'll just review some of the stuff we've talked about in other episodes about the, the deep state's uh, close ties to this dictatorship. Now, the UN has 15 specialized agencies. Uh, out of those, the communist Chinese government openly runs about one third. Okay, openly, right? Where you have an actual member of the communist Chinese party running the UN agency. The problem is so significant now that uh, the assistant U.S. Secretary of State for International Organizations, uh, Kevin Moley, uh, he uh, stepped down last year. Uh, he actually told the Epic Times that this poses the greatest existential threat to our republic since the founding of our nation. Now, he said this is the fight for our lives. It's a struggle between Western civilization and the Communist Party of China. Um, and the U.S. government is very familiar with this now. We just had a report released earlier this year by the U.S.-China Economic and Security Review Commission. Uh, it's the USCC for short. Uh, and they go through some of the many organizations at the United Nations, including the specialized agencies, that are actually run by members of the Communist Chinese Party. Uh, and it, it's a really fascinating report. You should definitely get a copy of it if you can. Um, very, very interesting. And, uh, you know, I actually talked to this commission, to a spokesman for this commission. Uh, and, you know, they're, they're just telling it as it is, right? The, the communist Chinese are, are now um, advancing their own interests through the UN on everything from internet governance to uh, technologies to international development to human rights, all the rest of it. Uh, and this is a very, very serious concern. Um, you know, and, and we know also, you know, the communist China is different than than other places, right? When you when you go work for the UN, you have to take an oath that uh, you know you're not going to consider the interests of your country. You're working for the UN. You're an international civil servant. I mean, it's part of what you take uh, as an oath to work there. But when it comes to the communist Chinese, they completely abandon that, uh, and, and they've done it again in the open, right? You had uh, the head of Interpol. Uh, the Interpol is kind of it's not a technically a UN agency, but it's like the the wannabe global police force of the New World Order, right? Uh, uh, and um, they actually selected to run that agency uh, a member of the Communist Chinese Party. His name was Meng Hongwei. Uh, he was the uh, the president of Interpol. He was also the vice minister of China's public security, uh, basically, uh, you know, the vice minister of the terror apparatus to keep all the slaves in line. And um, he was running Interpol, you know, doing his business. And he went back to China. And when he went back to China, he was arrested by the dictatorship. And they actually explained in public that the reason, uh, one of the reasons for arresting him was that he was not obeying Communist Party orders. Well, 
if you're running an international organization, you're supposed to not be obeying orders from a political party or a home government. But um, apparently if you do that and you're from communist China, they will arrest you and disappear you and probably torture you. Who knows what has happened to this man, uh, but I'm sure it's nothing good. Uh, they've also been pretty open about this uh, as well on television. Uh, you had a guy uh, who was running the uh, the UN Department for Economic and Social Affairs. They call it UNDESA. That's not one of their specialized agencies, but it's a very, very significant uh, arm of the United Nations. It oversees all the economic and social things. Uh, and so the, the member of the Communist Chinese Party who was running this, his name was Wu Hongbo. Uh, he actually went on Communist Chinese state-run television, uh, and he bragged about how he used his UN position to evict a member of uh, leader of the World Uyghur Congress. The Communist Chinese don't really like the Uyghurs because they, you know, they worship Allah rather than the Communist Party of China. So they do not like uh, the Uyghurs. They've got millions of them in concentration camps right now. And so this guy goes on television, on communist Chinese television. He says, we have to strongly defend the motherland's interests. On TV, right? I mean, on TV, using his UN position, bragging about using his UN position to advance the interests of the communist Chinese party. So, um, you know, they're very, very open now about the fact that they run the UN and that they are running the UN for very sinister purposes. Um, you know, and, and I want to go through some of the agencies that are now under the UN's control. Um, you've got, um, for example, uh, and we've written about this very, very extensively at the New American. Uh, one of the big ones is the International Telecommunication Union. Uh, it's been run by a member of the Communist Chinese Party named Zhao Haolin uh, since. 2015. Now, this is the UN agency that they hope is going to regulate the internet. Uh, incredible. And you put a communist Chinese member, a uh, member of the communist Chinese party in charge of this UN agency. That is pretty incredible. Uh, before he went to go take up his post at the UN, he worked at uh, China's Ministry of Telecommunications, which is now part of the Ministry of Industry and Information Technology. Uh, so they're hoping to censor the internet, regulate the internet, tax the internet uh, using this agency. Uh, another UN agency under the control of the mass murdering regime is the International Civil Aviation Organization. So if you don't trust the skies to be managed by communist China, what is wrong with you, right? Uh, and uh, again, they've been very, very hostile toward uh, freedom, toward Taiwan, uh, and on and on. Uh, another UN agency under Chinese control is the UN Industrial Development Organization, UNIDO. Uh, thankfully, the United States is not actually a member of this abomination. Um, our government got us out of that some years ago, and several other Western governments did as well. Uh, but this is led by uh, the former vice minister of finance from China. His name is Li Yong. And uh, what this agency does is basically takes technology from advanced Western free market countries that have invested the money in research and development and then distributes it to third world dictatorships who are busy oppressing their people. Um, you know, some of the regimes that they've been uh, helping include uh, the ones in Cuba and Iran. Surprise, surprise. Um, now, Lee, the guy who runs this UN agency, uh, has been using his post at this UN agency to advance the communist Chinese agenda, uh, including promoting companies like Huawei. Well, I shouldn't say companies, right? Arms of the Chinese Communist Party. Uh, Huawei, which, of course, is infiltrating now all the uh, technology and the telecommunications architecture. Uh, another UN agency that recently fell under communist Chinese control is the UN uh, Food and Agriculture Organization, which is based in Rome. Uh, you now have a guy called Qu Dong Yu, who is uh, running it. Uh, he took his post, according to diplomats, uh, through bribery and through threats. Uh, getting other candidates to drop out and things like that. Uh, incredible. And this is a huge agency with huge numbers of employees. They distribute billions of dollars worth of aid and food all over the world. And of course, it is now in the hands of Beijing. 
being used to advance communist uh, party goals. Uh, you also have. Um, you know, and, and it, it just goes on and on and on. Uh, you know, the Agenda 2030, which is a, a crucial part of the United Nations uh, agenda, 17 Sustainable Development Goals. Actually, the guy who was running the UN General Assembly at the time, uh, Peter uh, Thompson, called it the uh, the Master Plan for Humanity. Uh, the Secretary General called it the Global Declaration of Interdependence. And uh, the Communist Chinese were bragging that they played a crucial role in creating this. So the Global Plan for Humanity developed uh, with a crucial role from the communist Chinese. Um, and you, of course, have the UN now promoting the U, the uh, communist Chinese uh, road initiative, right, or the Belt and Road Initiative, or the One Belt, One Road. Sometimes they call it it's just basically an enormous international plan to have all roads lead back to Beijing, right, all global trade they want to run through Beijing. Uh, other powerful posts run by uh, communist Chinese agents. Uh, you have uh, Liu Zenmin, who serves as the Undersecretary General for UN Economic and Social Affairs. Now he's been there since 2017, took over from another Chinese communist. Um, and he was previously the Vice Minister of Foreign Affairs for Communist China. You have uh, Xu Haoliang, who serves as the Assistant Gen Secretary General for the UN Development Program, uh, another agency that has had a long history of boosting communist governments, including North Korea. Uh, you have Shui Han Quin, who serves as the Vice President of the International Court of Justice, which is the primary judicial body of the UN. Uh, they like to describe themselves as the World Court, with a Chinese communist for Vice Chair or Vice President. Uh, that sounds safe, and uh, they'll definitely protect your rights, right? Uh, Liu Jian, who is uh, the chief scientist at the UN Environment, which is a UN agency that shapes environmental programs worldwide. Uh, you've got uh, Chinese agent Tang Qian, who was serving uh, until 2018 as the Assistant Director General of UNESCO, the UN Education Agency. Uh, he was actually nominated by the dictatorship to serve as the um, the director general of UNESCO. So basically all the children all over the world would be brainwashed by uh, this UN agency run by a Chinese communist. Uh, at the time, it was run by a Bulgarian communist named Irina Bokova, who we've spent some time talking about on this show. Uh, then in um, 2018, uh, they actually put um, a communist Chinese agent, uh, Ku Xing, who now is the deputy director general of the agency. Uh, the director general is actually a socialist from France, a member of the Socialist Party, by the way. Uh, and I mean, you know, I, I could just go on and on and on, right? You've got, uh, of course, the World Health Organization. Uh, the Assistant Director General for Universal Health Coverage is a Chinese agent named Ren Mingui. Uh, the head of the World Health Organization, Dr. Tedros Ghebreyesus, is, of course, a puppet of the Communist Chinese Party who was on the Politburo of a mass-murdering communist terrorist organization in Ethiopia uh, before uh, becoming the right-hand man to the mass-murdering dictator there. And it just goes on and on and on, right? Another key uh, Chinese leader at the UN, Wang Bingyang, who's the deputy director general of the World Intellectual Property Organization, which, of course, oversees the global intellectual property system. You've got uh, Zhang Wenjian, who serves as assistant secretary general of the World Meteorological Organization, which is helping to shape climate policy. You've got, uh, oh my goodness, just, it's like a never-ending list, right? And I could keep going and going and going. Uh, and it's not just at the UN. Uh, you've got uh, at the IMF, you have Zhang Tao is the deputy managing director. He's been there since 2016. Before that, he was the deputy governor of the Central Bank of China. Uh, you have Lin Jianhai, who's the secretary of the IMF and of the International Monetary and Financial Committee. You've got uh, the IMF executive director for China is Yin Zongxia. Uh, the World Bank has communist Chinese agents all up and down the place. 
And it goes on and on and on. I mean, they've got them in all these regional development banks. They've got them at the World Trade Organization, right? Uh, Chinese uh, agent Yu or Yi Xiaozun is the deputy director general of the World Trade Organization, which, of course, has rigged the global trading system to benefit communist China. Uh, and it just gives you a sense, right, of, of how bad this has gotten. Um, the World Trade Organization's appellate body, which is like their internal court or whatever that decides, you know, if a country is obeying the World Trade Organization's rules, uh, they're... Um, They've got uh, Zhao Hong, who sits on that appellate body as one of the judges there. Uh, you've got the Deputy Director General of the International Atomic Energy Agency is another communist Chinese, Yang Dazu, and on and on. Right now, Beijing's got uh, the School of Global Governance, where they're basically training up uh, legions of little globalist communist operatives to go take over more UN agencies, uh, and even a lot of the non-members of the Communist Chinese Party. Right, people who come from other countries uh, are still in the pockets of communist China. And I talked to some people at the State Department. I talked to people uh, at this U.S. commission. Uh, and I mean, it, it's very well known now that uh, communist Chinese uh, control exists, even when you're not actually dealing with a member of the Communist Party of China. It might be somebody from a third world country whose government owes a big debt to China. Um, you know, It's just over and over and over again. We see this pattern repeating <coughs> over and over. Um, this has been going on for a long time. You know, the, the UN is so thoroughly controlled by the Chinese communists now that uh, you had a, a crazy incident, it's almost hard to believe, where um, the UN High Commissioner for Human Rights, their office, was actually passing the names of uh, victims of the Communist Chinese Party, right? People who were going to come testify at the UN about the abuses of the Communist Chinese Party. This UN agency was passing the names to the Communist Chinese government so that before they would leave their country to come here, to come to the Switzerland or to New York to testify, uh, they could be arrested and tortured, or if they were already outside of China, their family could be arrested and tortured. Um, and then, in, in, even more incredibly, the whistleblower who exposed this, uh, a nice young lady named Emma Riley from Ireland who was working there, uh, when she exposed this, they retaliated against her, right? Uh, they, they couldn't believe that somebody would think it was problematic that they were giving the names of Chinese dissidents to the Communist Chinese Party. Uh, unbelievable stuff. Now, uh, the Obama administration played a, a big role in allowing this situation to develop. Uh, the deep state is now trying to blame Trump for this because the cat is out of the bag that the communist Chinese run the UN. But they're saying, oh, it's all Trump's fault, right? Uh, because he's not a globalist and he doesn't love the UN and he doesn't want to give them more money. Uh, it's all Trump's fault that communist China runs the UN. Nope, right? Communist China was running the UN before Trump took office. Now, where does the deep state come in? And I'll give you a couple of names here who were involved in this, right? You had... Um, Deputy Assistant Secretary of State for International Organization Affairs, Narissa Cook, uh, who was absolutely critical to allowing the CHICOMs to take over during the Obama administration. Um, you had um, U.S. Assistant Secretary of State for International Organization Affairs during the Obama administration, Bathsheba Croker, or Crocker. Uh, and she was actually openly saying, hey, isn't this great that uh, communist China, she said, we were particularly pleased that China was taking more responsibility in the UN. Uh, mm, that's weird. Uh, but somehow this is all Trump's fault, right? <coughs> Uh, incredible stuff going on with China and the UN. Now, how does this all tie into the deep state? Well, you need to go back and watch the episodes that we have done about that, because um, if you want to understand the new world order, you've got to understand the role that China is going to play in it. So you have, uh, you know, right at the beginning, and we, again, we've covered this extensively at the New American, we've done episodes talking about this, uh, the subversive 
deep state in the United States was actually responsible for selling China out to the communists in the first place, right? Members of the Council on Foreign Relations were promoting the idea that uh, our ally, Chiang Kai-shek, who helped us win World War II, was a bad guy, and they actually put an arms embargo on him. People like George Marshall, who served as Secretary of State and Secretary of um, of War, uh, they actually put an arms embargo on Chiang Kai-shek, who was our ally and helped us win in World War II against the Japanese, uh, so that the Mao, Chairman Mao, and his colleagues could take over China. Um, they uh, invited the um, the, or the Soviet Union to join the war against China right before dropping the nuclear bomb so that the Soviet Union wouldn't have to do anything, but they would be considered one of the victors and they would get the spoils, right? So they went in and they took all the Japanese supplies that were stored in Manchuria, the weapons, the ammunition, the food. They gave it to Chairman Mao and his mass murdering thugs so that they could go take over China. And at every step of the way, the deep state has been helping the communist Chinese uh, build up their power and prestige. You had David Rockefeller went over there in the early 1970s. And uh, as we've talked about many times, you can you can still read this in the New York Times. He wrote an op-ed in the New York Times, uh, a China traveler. And uh, he said that the social experiment under Chairman Mao was one of the most important and successful in human history. So oh, whatever the price of the uh, you know Cultural Revolution, hey, it's working great. They've, they've got unity of purpose and administration. And isn't that wonderful? Yeah, they only killed 80 million people. Eh, but yeah, it was wonderful, right? Most important social experiment in human history. Uh, just in recent years, uh, you know, George Soros was saying communist China needs to own the new world order. Maybe we can roll that clip. To bring China into the creation of a new uh, 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 world order. Communist China should own the new world order. They have a better functioning government than the United States, according to Nazi collaborator George Soros. And uh, and this continues to this day, right? The, the Council on Foreign Relations even admitted uh, recently in its publication that the U.S. government really built up communist China. Uh, Trump has kind of hit the nail on the head. You know, the World Trade Organization rigged the global economy so that all the productive capacity of the Western world would go over to China. And they're spying on everything. And so what is the role of communist China in the new world order? Well, for one, it's, it's kind of like a model, right? Uh, the, the same totalitarian policies that are being used in China are now being implemented around the world. Uh, China will soon be the largest economy in the world. It already has all our military secrets. Thank you, Bill Clinton, Chinagate, right? So uh, there is coming a time soon where communist China will really be running the show uh, in cooperation with the Western globalists, the deep state. Uh, and that is very bad news for freedom, folks. So, uh, you know, we need to be very clear. Trump has done the right thing when it comes to calling out China, when it has come to uh, withdrawing from these UN agencies that are under Chinese control. But we need to go a whole lot further. We need to expose what they've done. We need to get their agents out of the United States. We need to stop their spying against our companies, against our military, uh, their espionage on our universities. Uh, and we need to quit shipping our productive capacity over there. And so uh, Trump is the first president in my lifetime who's been serious about this, but uh, he can't do it alone. And folks, if you don't want to live like the communist Chinese live, you have got to get involved in this fight. Uh, I'm Alex Newman. As you can see, I'm out on the road. Uh, but, you know, I don't want to skip an episode of Behind the Deep State just because I'm out on the road. I'm in uh, Chattanooga, Tennessee right now for a conference. It's going to be awesome. Uh, thank you guys for watching. Uh, again, this is Behind the Deep State. Make sure you like, share, subscribe. Uh, this is crucial information that you're not going to find in other places. And uh, hit that little uh, bell so that whenever we put up a new video, it'll notify you. Uh, otherwise, YouTube will never let you see this. Uh, thanks again for watching, folks. Uh, again, make sure you share. That's the only way the information is going to get out. It's the only way the deep state will be exposed. God bless you all and take care.